This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. This episode contains explicit language. Welcome to Mom and Dad are Fighting, Slate's parenting podcast for Thursday, July 13th, the Fashion Has No Gender edition. I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. I write the homeschool and family travel blog, Dutch Dutch Goose. I'm the mom of three littles, Henry, who's 11, Oliver, who's nine, and Teddy, who's six. We are in transition, so currently in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Jamila Lemieux. I'm a writer, contributor to Slate's Care and Feeding Parenting column, and mom to Naima, who is 10, and we live in Los Angeles. I'm Zach Rosen. I make another podcast. It's called The Best Advice Show, and I'm dad to Noah, who is nearly six, and Ami, who is nearly three. We live in Detroit, Michigan. Well, today on the show, we have a little boy who loves skirts, a grandma who isn't sure what to make of it, and a parent who's worried that a very special bond will be broken over clothing choices. How can she bridge the gap and make sure everyone feels heard? We're also going to touch base on our week in parenting, and if you're sticking around for Slate Plus, we're discussing some decades-old comic strips and what they say about the evolution of parenting. Here's what you'll hear if you have Slate Plus. I've always in my head said goofus and gallant, but is it gallant? I think it's gallant. Gallant. Uh, producers, okay. do you have a ruling? I mean, I think this speaks gallant. to the idea, right? Like that none of us even know how to pronounce it because it was never goofus talked about. This was just like something that existed in this magazine that we read ourselves. Oh. <laughs> we never had conversations Wait, I just, about goofus. I just, I just did the Google uh, sound thing. Gallant. Gallant. I am wrong. So I was close. I am wrong. I am dead wrong, and I apologize. Galant. Goofus and Galant. So Goofus and Galant. And so Goofus shows kids the wrong thing to do, and Galant shows them the right thing to do. As a Slate Plus member, you'll get a whole bonus segment every week and all of your favorite Slate podcasts ad-free. It's truly the best way to listen and the best way to support the show. You can sign up for Slate Plus now at slate.com slash momanddadplus. All right, we're going to jump into triumphs and fails as soon as we get back from this short break. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, Zach, you're recently back from a trip, and we are dying to know how everything went. I mean, all in all, it was incredible. We we really took a big swing this year and took a 19-day vacation. Oh, my gosh. 
And we were able to do that because we stayed in Shira's family's apartment, which they typically rent. Um, this is in Tel Aviv. Uh, so we had free lodging for such a long time. It's like the the idea of a long vacation is something that seems so far-fetched because it's so hard for so many of us to take that much time off work. But Shira was able to do it on her end and I was able to do it on my end. And like, I don't know if you, you know, like if you go on vacation for like four or five days, it takes like three days just to like get into the the rhythm, you know? So like by the time you're like really in it, you have to leave and it's sad. This was long enough where like by the time it was over, we were ready to come home, but we had had such a, a rich full time together. And I mean, three weeks, nearly three weeks and we were together 24 seven for the whole time. Uh, and like it was wonderful partly because we gave the kids so much tv when we were home at the apartment like we would we would go out in the morning and go to the beach or take a bike ride or go to the park and we would come home in the middle of the day because it's starting to get hot there um and just like rest and like sheer and i would watch a show together and the kids would watch a show um and then we would go back out and we were all on the same schedule which is another thing that we learned actually works. Um, so like we would all go to sleep at like 11 p.m. midnight um, and wake up, you know, between like eight and 10. And so that was great too, because we wouldn't like leave the house in the morning so early and have to expose ourselves to the sun all day. But like, you know, the mornings would be in the apartment. We ate great food. The kids were so sweet together. It wasn't completely surprising, but you know, like when you're spending time with your kids and other people, you kind of get to like see your kids in the eyes of these people who are meeting your kids for the first time. So it's kind of like you learn some new things or maybe learn some things that you'd been taking for granted. And like two or three of my cousins who live there were like, whoa, she's like, referring to Noah, they're like, she's like a teenager. Like she's going to give you some problems. Like she's like pretty um bold and like can be combative and 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 pretty hardcore in a way that i don't know maybe i guess it, i guess other five-year-olds aren't necessarily like this um and i think it's like what makes her so incredible you know but it's also like i want is that true like is she gonna be like a teenager who is just like merciless uh or like, is she going to get it all out of her system now? We're not entirely sure, but people were like, whoa, she's a force. And I knew that, but seeing seeing her through their eyes kind of gave me a new appreciation um, for who she is. And I wouldn't want it any other way, but it was, it was kind of interesting. Are your cousins, are they American? They were born and raised in, in Israel. Yeah. I was just wondering how much of that is like cultural because I... Not to say she isn't a force, but I think like like American culture in general, like we we raise people that are a little bit more of a force, and I think that can be a good thing. But I I just found when we were living abroad, like the things that were really highlighted in my kids when we were there were the things that were like for better or for worse, like American <laughs> about us mm, because we weren't mm. surrounded by that, right? Um, yeah. So I just well, I find mean, that interesting. That is, yeah. But I mean, Israelis are known to be super direct um, and like not into small talk. So I don't think any of that was like a surprise to them. I think she was kind of showed herself to be perhaps like more Israeli than we had given her credit <laughs> for. Because my wife, my wife's mom is, is Israeli. But yeah, all in all, it was really, really nice. 
That sounds amazing. I'm so I'm so glad you had a nice time. Thank you. Jamila, how has your, I guess, two weeks been, really? Well, I have not parented in a really long time. <laughs> Naima went on a trip with her dad. Her trip was longer. She was gone for 10 days. So we've been apart for 12 days now. I'm getting her back today. Um, so I had to do what I could to fill my time. And I went on 12 dates in 11 days. Yes. Oh, my yes. gosh. <laughs> Let's go. Give us some uh, highlights. How are you standing? <laughs> that, it seems like so much work. It's a lot of work. But when you don't have to parent, it's you had you had a reserve of energy, I guess, I know, huh? But dating is a lot of work. Like I know parenting's a lot of work. Dating is a lot of work. It's a lot of work, you know. Some were better than others. Some were a little more casual, you know. Um, but yeah. You know, and I saw one person twice. I was going to say any repeats. So one repeat. One repeat. You know, it was fun. I I went on a few of these dates in New Orleans. I was there to speak at the Essence Festival. Um, I knew a couple of these guys previously. Some of them, most of them were guys I've met off dating apps. So they were new people. Um, There's a couple that are still around, you know, like we'll see what happens. Nothing to promising but we'll just see I, I got knocked down on my last day it was monday night this was supposed to be my last date i matched with somebody on hinge and we'd made plans to meet at italy and like i'd messaged him to confirm and he says looking forward to it and then like later like within two hours he unmatched me <gasps> and so i was like oh my god like what the hell and so now i can't communicate with him so I was like I can't like go you know what I mean like and so I ended up making another date I was like I will not be defeated (laughs) this was supposed to be my last date of my 11 day run and I'm going to have a date tonight so I messaged another guy and was like what are you up to and we went out and had a really great time where do you go from here well, I've got another date planned for Wednesday and another one for Friday. I just keep going, man. Yes. I just keep You're going. You're on a roll. Okay, when Naima comes back, do you tell her, like, are are you guys open about this? Are you like, while you are gone, I went on 12 dates? Or no? I don't know. I feel like, I don't know, because that might be a little much for her. Like, we do talk <laughs> about the fact that I date. You know, like I yeah. want, I want to be transparent with her about, you know, that and that it's something that matters to me, you know, and also that it's important that you only go out with people that are nice to you and that, you know, you're thoughtful about who you go out with, you know, so obviously I couldn't have been too thoughtful about who I went out with if I went on 12 dates in 11 days, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think I will let her know that dating is a big way of how I spent my time away from her. Elizabeth, how are you? This is a crazy moment for you. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. So I'm in Atlanta with the kids at my parents' house um, while Jeff is in Colorado, like, closing out all the things. So house is sold. Car is... One of the cars is sold. The other one's going to storage. All the stuff has is making its way <laughs> wherever it's going to go. But while I'm here in Atlanta, I have... A, I have I grew up here, so I have a lot of friends here, um, mm. and my family is here, so that's nice, and I've been able to see a lot of people, but we, I also try to, like, really make this a good time for the kids doing stuff, and there's this little town called Helen, Georgia, that's in the mountains, and, and it has all kinds of outdoorsy and, like, 
wackadoodle things. The Cabbage Patch Doll Babyland General Hospital is there, which I think is one of the weirdest things you what can go visit. What are you even saying? Um, what is that? I've it's it's, it's like where the Cabbage Patch dolls are born. Is it like They're a born from a cabbage, and you can watch one. It is like the the cabbage leaves dilate, and there's a person dressed as a nurse, and I'm unsure if it's supposed to be like ironic or not but they like start this presentation by telling any gentleman that might get queasy that they can go wait in the lobby and pace (laughs) i'm really unsure if it's ironic or not i think it is the most absurd thing and it's so fun um but it's up there and we we did end up stopping in there yesterday um but so we've been up there a bunch and one of the things they have up there is two you can like ride these tubes and they're bright pink down the chattahoochee river runs through there it looks super fun i've never done it with the kids and they always ask so i thought well this will be the trip but i obviously can't like managing three kids on the river by myself is like not a great idea Mm. so i have a um one of my oldest friends here is a middle school teacher so she's off for the summer and she has a stepson who's older and is gone with um his mom this week so she is childless (laughs) so i'm like hey you're free do you want to come do this river tubing with me she's like yeah this sounds great so we oh that's nice We get there, and I had made all the arrangements, so I go in to get the, like, wristbands, and they keep asking me if we need, like, sticks, and I'm like, I I mean, I've been tubing a million times. We've never needed sticks, so they have these, like, broom handles, and they're five bucks, and I'm like, we don't need sticks, but they do tell me that if we, like... There are other places we can get these because this is just like the check-in and we still have to get on the bus. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So um, I, you know, see my friend Mary. I'm like, do you think we need these these sticks? Like, have you tubed here before? She's like, I've never tubed here, but I don't, I don't know. I've never taken sticks tubing. And both of us are like, we do this a lot. So no sticks. We get on the bus and we're, they drive you, like we're parked where you get out of the river and they drive you up and we're like <laughs> looking at the river. And there's just like everyone on these tubes is either stuck or they have some kind of like pole thing so we're like rustling through the stuff we decided to bring with us in the sweat bag to see if we have money because we're like we better buy these we better buy these broom handles so we do when we get up there buy two sticks because i decided listen the the other thing is like children with sticks are a bad idea and these are like big thick broom handily things so we get two of them and we're in these tubes and like Eight minutes into the ride, we've already used the sticks so many times that I'm like, why are these optional? I mean, the tubes like don't really fit. So you have to use these sticks to like push yourself. Well, poor Henry just had to like get out and swim because we couldn't really keep him with us. And yeah. I wasn't gonna give him a stick because in the eight minutes he had my stick, he, you know, like dropped it twice and like hit his brother, you know. Once we had the sticks, the the run was, um, it was so fun. It's like mostly pretty calm. Um, There's a couple kind of like, quote unquote, big rapids that the kids thought were hysterical. We got caught in a bunch, which they thought was fun. There's like all of these places where restaurants line the river and there's houses. So there's tons of people. It was just very fun. I feel like this move, we are so lucky. The kids are in a real sweet spot in that they are all still young like henry has a little bit of kind of teenage attitude but largely is like game for this stuff and teddy is old enough to do all of this that plus this river like i'm just in this lovely little spot right now that's going to make this this big trip that's happening next week manageable way to find the silver lining nice it is fun though i i love a good adventure outing so glad we can be doing that Well, on that note, we're going to take another quick break, and then we will see you back here for our listener question. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All over the country. We need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now. All right, we're back. Let's hear today's listener question. Dear Mom and Dad, I have a slightly exasperating situation involving my extraordinary eight-year-old. We have twins, one boy and one girl. Why we as parents fully embrace their individuality and self-expression, we've encountered a slight hurdle in the form of my dear mom. You see, my son has taken a keen interest in experimenting with clothing, particularly skirts. And let me tell you, he rocks them with style. Both my husband and I have no issues whatsoever with his clothing choices. We celebrate his confidence. However, it seems that my mom has quite a lot to say to us about it, albeit not directly to my son. While I understand that my mom may have a different perspective and struggle to see it as normal, I don't want this difference of opinion to sour her relationship with her grandchild. After all, they share a special bond, and I want that to continue to flourish. How can I navigate this situation and help my mom understand that what may seem unusual to her is simply an expression of my son's individuality? I'm open to any creative strategies that can keep the peace and embrace the uniqueness that makes our family so wonderful. Warmly, fashionably accepting mom— P.S. Yes, we do believe that fashion knows no gender. Well, I don't know if I have a strategy so much. It's just you have to talk to your mom and tell her exactly that, you know, like that you all are encouraging your son to embrace his individuality and to express himself through fashion as he sees fit. And that it's important for you all to create a safe space for him to do that, which means that you know, even if she may find it a little strange or off-putting, she needs to keep that to herself, you know? Um, and then if she has any questions or thought about it, thoughts about it, she can share that with you. But when it comes to your son, you know, if she can't say anything positive about his clothing, then she shouldn't say anything at all. And I think that's really important that you, you know, get that through to her, that, no commentary is better than negative commentary. And if she were to say something disparaging, you know, or just even questioning in his choices, that could really hurt him. And I'm certain that his grandmother wouldn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, if I were in your position, I I feel like I would be, I would feel pretty self-righteous um, in, in how I approached it. And I think I would have to stop myself from doing so because that's probably not going to help. So if there's some way just to lovingly 
encourage your mother to interrogate her own beliefs? Like, why is this making you uncomfortable? If this was, if this was your granddaughter and she was wearing like overalls and a baseball cap, would you feel the same way? You know, like this isn't your kid's issue. This is your mom's issue, and and you should reframe it as such. Um, we live in a country right now where people who decide to to dress you know against gender norms are sometimes like you know being bullied or worse and like bring that to your mother's attention that like you need an ally in the family and not a critic and also that like what a what a what a cool evolution in in the history of this country that like that's a that like your grandkid your grandson can wear a dress and like for the most part i don't know what town you live in you know it, it it's probably it's certainly dependent on where you live but like that your kid can do that freely and happily like what a cool thing like you should be celebrating that with us mom yeah i agree i i'm very curious given like how positive the letter is otherwise about the relationship and all of this like what is bothering the grandma so much about it essentially like why does this strike such a chord right because it seems very much from the letter that like the parents are are totally fine with it like they are embracing this they also feel like otherwise grandma's a really good influence kind of in these kids lives and building this relationship so i agree that like challenging her beliefs to say like well what what is it that bothers you and then is there some way to provide some kind of education like she may be unaware too of even just how much more prevalent this is i think both the positive like education on both the positive and the negative that is surrounding this conversation but like there's mm-hmm. so much more of this in in the media right and so uh, to be able to show her like that this exists in other places um and this is existing in in a much more mainstream place i don't not that that matters but i'm just wondering if she doesn't have a good picture of what things look like now both on the side of of this of skirts being worn much more and the idea too that like outside of western cultures they're worn by men like without a problem most places um and also i think this education zach like you mentioned of the real ramifications of not being an ally right now and yes maybe she's only saying that to you but like eventually a kid is going to overhear or, you know, his sister is going to overhear and say something like, this is going to get back to him. And if you're alienating him at home, what does that do for him, I think, in the bigger picture? Yeah. And I mean, just to hammer home Jamila's point, like, you're saying that they share a special bond. You want that to continue to flourish. Say say it just like that, like Jamila said. Like, bring this to her. Acknowledge how much you appreciate their relationship. And you can frame it as a question, like, don't you want that to continue with your grandchild? And if the answer is no, then I mean that's a that's a bigger fish to fry. But I, I would imagine that they that they want to continue to embrace this special bond, and um, it's just like some lifelong learning, you know, from someone in the baby boomer generation or older is is a uh, it's like exciting to like learn new norms. I think I think it's also frightening for them too, you mm-hmm. know, and which is why some of them can be so resistant to change, you know, because at our ages we're so familiar with the idea, you know, like a man in a skirt is not such a radical concept. You know what I mean? It may be surprising yeah. if your child decides to do it and then you're like, okay, now I'm going to embrace this, but it's not something that you're unfamiliar with, you know, whereas someone of their generation could very easily be like, 
but skirts are for girls, you know, like there doesn't have to be any tremendous bigotry or serious thought behind it. It's just, that's just not what boys do, you know? Yeah. I mean, I also wonder, it, it could also come from the place though of like, she's very well versed in what life looks like. Right. And so this is coming from a place of fear for if, if my grandchild is going to wear skirts out there, there are all these like bad things or things that could happen to mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. A- and I think then again, the education are saying like, I-, I just think the approach, if you can have this conversation with her, the the approach, your approach could be so much more tailored to be like, oh, okay, you're, f- this is coming from a place of your fear um, and being able to explain then, but the things you're saying are equally as hurtful, right, as this fear, and we don't want the fear to stop that. Or like Jamila said, I think it, it could also very much just be, like, in her day, boys don't wear skirts. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. she is very confused about what yeah. is happening and why no one says anything. Um, and we also don't really know, like, what she's saying to the parents. That might also, like, is she just saying that? Like, why is he always in a skirt? <laughs> yeah, she could just be confused. Like, what's... We have so we get so many letters about grandparents. I mean, I get it. We get so many letters about grandparents. It's just so interesting to me, like how how they think about our parenting and their grandkids. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like we get all these letters that are like, I don't have a problem with what's going on, but now all of a sudden, yeah. my parent yeah. or in laws have a problem, and I don't right. know what to do. And I I suspect with these people, if it was a friend, right? Like if if they had said my friend is making fun of the skirts, the answer would be like, well, you can either not be around my child or you can get on board, right? Um, right. But somehow, when it becomes about grandparents, it's way more complicated i mean one because of the relationship with the child but i think also like our relate you know yeah we're literally how do we have this conversation in a way that's still respectful because this letter very much seems that she also has a good relationship with her her Mm -hmm. mother yeah when we're when we're stuck in the middle and trying to please both our kids and our parents it gets complicated but i don't think she'd be writing in if she thought it was a good like an easy conversation to have you know like so i think even when we have really good relationships it's like funny how hard it is to be like hey times have changed <laughs> and not wanting to rock the boat sometimes because for some people that's the easiest way to have a good relationship with your grandparents or your parents you know to just kind of defer to them or allow them to be the authority on certain things but when it comes to something like this you just simply can't you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's such a good point. Well, fashionably accepting mom, thank you so much for writing to us. If anyone out there has any advice for this family or has dealt with something similar, you can always share it at mom and dad at slate.com or leave us a voicemail at 646-357-9318. Then that's our show. Please subscribe, leave a rating and review and tell your friends. This episode of Mom and Dad Are Fighting is produced by Rosemary Belson and Maura Curry. Shasha Leonard is the voice of our listeners. Alicia Montgomery is VP of Slate Audio. For Zach Rosen and Jamila Lemieux, I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. Thanks for listening.